Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera here on this Wednesday. The Eagles back at work on the practice field after yesterday's day off. Looking straight ahead at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Battle of Pennsylvania. More importantly, Joe, we find out a lot about the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Dave. It's been quite a start to the season. Unexpected to this level, obviously, with Carson Wentz's performance so far. Really playing some great football. The defense playing very well. This is a game, though, on Sunday. First off, short week, so the Eagles got to get right to it. Obviously, they are challenged with the you know Monday night game out in Chicago and right back at it here on coming up on Sunday. So you got a quick turnaround. But you, know, you look at this, and to me, this is about you know, taking a step up. You go from the Cleveland Browns week one to a better team, the Chicago Bears week two. Not that I think Chicago is really that good, but you know, a better team than Cleveland. And now week three, way the heck up the list in the NFL to one of the best teams. So it's a heck of a challenge. It'll be fun to see where the Eagles are. It'll be fun to watch Carson Wentz again and opportunity for 3-0. A couple of things to get you caught up to here. Michael Kendricks out of practice on Wednesday with that broken nose. And Zach Ertz, Eagles tight end, and cornerback Leotis McKelvin remain questionable for the game. Week to week is what head coach Doug Peterson has said with their injury status. We've also got some things going on in the Eagles locker room, so let's get to it. Alex Smith, our Eagles 360 update on this Wednesday. Hi Eagles fans, I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. Eagles back at the practice field today as they get set for Sunday's showdown with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Today we heard from head coach Doug Peterson as well as some of the players inside the locker room about how this game against Big Ben and that high-scoring Steelers offense is a GPS game for the Eagles as it will tell them exactly where they are three games into the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is, could be a statement game for us. Um, you know, a talented offense like theirs, uh, a lot of matchups, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think we're up for the challenge, man. I mean, it's going to let us know where we really are, you know, because uh, they got some good good receivers. You know, they got a, a good back with D'Angelo Williams and, um, and then the quarterback is, who is like their bloodline. They're always a good, solid team, you know. There's not – Roethlisberger's been the quarterback for years now, and, and they've, they're always they're always good contenders. He's so smart, and, and uh, uh, it's fun to watch him, really, and how he manages that, that offense and how he kind of commands uh, that team, and, and uh, you know, everybody rallies around him. And it, it's, it's one week at a time. You know, we're focused on one player one week at a time, and, and last week was Chicago Bears. Now this week is Pittsburgh. You know, they had Jeffrey and Cutler last week. Now we have... Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. And no Wednesday would be complete without hearing from the Eagles quarterback himself. Earlier today, Carson was asked about drawing comparisons to Ben Roethlisberger. Well, first of all, to be compared to a guy like that, that's pretty, pretty impressive. You know, I, I got a long way to go. Um, that, that's first and foremost. But, um, you know, I've always admired the way he plays. Um, I love how he, how he can extend plays and improvise. And, and you know, he's not afraid to, to chuck the ball deep and, and make some plays. So um, I definitely admire his game. You can catch all of Wentz's press conference from earlier today as well as all of our locker room sound right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thanks so much, Alex. We've got a lot to get to on the show today, an old-school look at the Eagles-Steelers game from back in 2008 when the Eagles left Ben Roethlisberger bloodied on the way to nine sacks, although the Steelers did win the Super Bowl that year. We'll have our first in-depth look at the Pittsburgh Steelers But when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to have Doug Peterson, Eagles head coach, in studio talking about his undefeated team. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. 
Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I suck to Philly, the Broad Street Line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Time now to welcome in head coach Doug Peterson, our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with the head coach presented by Wawa. Doug, congratulations on the win on Monday Night Football. What was the environment like for you? Great environment. Uh, you know, it's, 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 Chicago's always one of my favorite cities to, to not only play in but to visit, and I had a lot, of, a lot of great history from playing there, you know, with the Packers and, and having some great matchups. But um, great to take our football team there against a good football team. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to play as, as well as we did. We struggled early, you know, obviously offensively. I thought defense kind of kept us, kept us in the game, and, and then we were able to make some plays in the second half. And um, guys played well, and, and we, were, we were fortunate to come away with that win. When you are watching the Philadelphia Eagles defense, what is standing out to you? I tell you, the, 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 one of the biggest things is, is we're moving the quarterback off of his, off of his set points. And, and um, we, we're, 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 we're tenacious off the ball. I think we're... You know, attacking the run game and and you know, creating turnovers. I mean, that's that's a, that's the biggest thing is, is is getting hands on the football and and uh, you know three last night and and it's just it, it's it's fun to watch our guys out there and watch them play fast and aggressive and, and tenacious and and get after quarterbacks and running backs. But at the same time, you know, they're playing very very disciplined, uh, very. Uh, uh, discipline within the scheme of what, what Coach Schwartz is, is teaching, and, and it's fun to watch him. Nigel Bradham is a player who not a lot of people talked about when the Eagles signed him in free agencies. Seemed to have had two really good games, a lot of tackles, big interception on Monday night. Your thoughts on his play? His play, uh, it, it just shows up every week. He's a consistent player. He's a special teams player as well, and, you know, comes to work every day, rolls his sleeves, sleeves up, and, 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 and puts, in a, puts in a good day's work. And solid, uh, obviously one of a – one of the guys that has, 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 has you know, um, stepped up as a leader of the football team, especially on defense. Uh, been really, really pleased with how he's he's played the last couple of weeks. Next up, it's Pittsburgh. They have everything on offense, don't they? They do. They do. They got a tremendous uh, starts with their quarterback, obviously, and and um, you know, good offensive line, runners, receivers. You know, we all know about '84 and and uh, the plays he's he's making over the last couple of seasons and. Um, defensively, it's a, it's a bend but don't break defense. They got good good personnel built to stop the run, and um, it's going to be a good test for our football team. What do you want to see from your defense in this one? I mean, how I would imagine they they want to say, look, Cleveland's one thing, Chicago's another thing, 
Pittsburgh's offense is at an entirely different level. This is really a chance for us to make a statement. It is. It is. And, and, and you want to see, obviously, some of the same things that uh, we've, we've done in the first first couple of games we, we got to get after Ben we can't just let him sit back there he'll you know he, he'll pick anybody apart doesn't doesn't matter who you're playing and 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 then and then disrupt disrupt him we got to tackle Ben if we can get a chance to to tackle him and you know offensively it's um, it's just going to come down again to our execution again like I said they they don't do a ton on defense it's not like a um, you know, mixing fronts and personnel and all that they, they keep it very simple you know coach Butler does a nice job there on defense and um, it allows his guys to play play hard and fast and aggressive, and um, you know we just have to we got to protect the football like we've done the first two games. If we can get our hands on it defensively, we got to do that. And then, you know, each week you you, t you talk about special teams, and and uh, uh, you know at some point we got to get us a, a nice return, possibly for a touchdown, and um, and 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 keep our um, you know keep our third downs to to manageable third downs. I, I thought we've been in too many long situations on third down and. Um, we do that, then, then you give yourselves a chance to, to win the football game. You've got the league highest number of uh, time possession. Uh, you have zero turnovers. Um, why? Why is this offense clicking? Well, uh, you know, I just think it's 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 things that we've uh, plays we're running uh, all the way back to OTAs, it's things that are familiar to the guys. Um, you know. It's it's amazing that you got a, a young rookie quarterback that's protecting the ball as well as he is. Um, guys are working hard for him. Guys are making plays down the field. You know the ability to run the football. Ryan, Darren, uh, Kenyon, Wendell. These guys are are, are you know a hundred yard as a group, a hundred yard collectively uh, rushing the ball each week. You know 39 minutes and 36 minutes on the last two games. I mean it's it's kind of unheard of. But um, you know. It, Part of that too is, is we've been able been able to overcome some either big third downs or big fourth downs and stay on the football field and and uh, that obviously aids in, in the time of possession and then you know the other thing is is we got to score touchdowns and not field goals and and we get in the red zone and you know Monday night we, we kicked too many field goals in the first half when we had chances for touchdowns and, and we've just got to clean that up. Doug, uh, people talk about Carson in these glowing terms. Uh, he is a rookie, though. So, are there rookie things showing up when you're watching him playing these first two games? Uh, there are. There are. Like what um, kind of stuff? Like get out of bounds when you're scrambling, and and don't take those extra hits. You know, those are things we talk about all the time. He's. He, you got to remember, you're not. You're not in college. These guys hit, and they're bigger, faster, stronger here at this level. And and uh, so those are those are some things that we need to continue to monitor and and and, and get those cleaned up with him. And then just sometimes where's where's discipline of his eyes, where are his eyes on certain pro progressions. But you know, other than that, there's not a, you know, he, he's doing a nice job in the huddle. Um, you know, we've we've used a wristband the last couple of weeks, which helps in the speed of, of play calling for so him. So he in wears the a wristband with, with how many plays? Yeah, you know, we could have, you know, 90 plays possibly on the on the wristband. You know, depending on the week and. Um, it just, so what does that do? Can you kind of explain the mechanics of it? Well, it's it's a three panel, you know, it's a front and then a, with the Velcro, it's got two inside and and basically it's just um, taking the, the call sheet that I have and, and uh, um, run and pass, so it's not always an indicator that, that the wristband's a pass. Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and just and just let him. It, it just helps him call the play. Uh, you know, we can be very wordy uh, in in this offense. It, it allows him to, and really from my standpoint too, as a play caller, it allows me to get the play in faster, and then he can just read it right off the wristband, and and it saves time at the line of scrimmage. So, uh, it's been very helpful. It's really the first time I've used a wristband in, in my career. Um, I like it, and it's something we'll continue each week. Is two games into the season now a time where you say maybe teams are looking for tendencies? Or is, it, is, is two games long enough where you establish tendencies? And if so, how do you guard against that? Yeah, it, two games, I and mean, when you have so many plays offensively uh, that like we've had the last couple of weeks, it, it, certain things will begin to show up. And, and uh, you know, now it's time to really self-scout. And, and um, you know, uh, it's okay to run the same formations and personnel groupings as long as you have different things off of that and uh, we've got to you know offensively we got to monitor and, and sort of police ourselves that way and, and uh, begin to, to start not reinventing the offense but but putting guys in different positions to run the same place. Last one coach you've run four plays on fourth down are you a riverboat gambler kind of guy is it, is it an individual at the moment decision how do you approach fourth downs? You know, I, I approach it as, as where we are in the field. Um, you know, once you cross that 50-yard line, you get, in that, you get in that area of the long, long field goals. Now, we were fortunate we got the 54-yarder the other night, and that was a great kick by, by Caleb. But, you know, other than that, you're in that, that long field goal range, and you really, if you miss it, now their offense is starting up around midfield. If you make it great on a field goal, if you punt it, goes in the end. There's, some, there's just too many variables that could happen. And... Fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and fours give you a chance to stay on the football field. Our guys have done an ex excellent job of that. We we did a you know a fourth and six the other night and, and late in the game and you know fourth and goal at the one and and you know in those situations it's it's to me it's it's, it's like a no brainer. I think it also sends a great message to your team that that I've got confidence in them and and uh, it, 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 when you make them uh, it not only fires you up offensively but but your defense feeds off of that as well. Doug Peterson, thanks so much. Good luck against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Introducing Dunkin's new cold brew coffee. Steeped slowly in cold water for small batches with an ultra-smooth, full-bodied flavor. Discover the craft of cold brew today and keep on. America runs on Dunkin'. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Hi, I'm Bo Allen from the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is the Allen from Bob's Discount Furniture. We named it after Bo. Thanks, Bob. You're the man. It packs some serious power. Power recline, power headrest, and USB ports. Get the sofa or console love seat in dark chocolate or light brown, an untouchable value at only $7.99 each. I don't know how you do it, Bob, but man, do I respect it. You know how players show respect after big games? Nope. We swap jerseys. Golden outside or fluffy inside? Deep pockets or delicious ridges? Tasty egg or savory bacon? Experience Dunkin's new Belgian waffle breakfast sandwich. It's not this or that, it's all of it. America runs on Dunkin'.
We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCammer here on Eagles 360. In a moment, we'll take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, an undefeated team coming to town on Sunday. But first, let's take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule, presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster, for the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. So after this game, Joe, it's a bye week for the Eagles and then two games on the road and two very winnable games all of a sudden when you look at the schedule. Yeah, beyond Pittsburgh. I mean, listen, I, the Eagles obviously have a shot here versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, but as we go inside the schedule, we know Pittsburgh's the real challenge up ahead. After that, things open up, well, a little bit there for the next two when you see the game at the Detroit Lions, a one and one squad, and then obviously Washington 0-2 so far. Now we've got a lot to talk about with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a very complete team, Joe. Let's begin on the offense. And Ben Roethlisberger still doing it. He's got the same agent as Carson Wentz. He's got the same build as Carson Wentz. Uh, he's had a tremendous career and spent a lot of time with Carson before the draft. Carson Wentz on one side, Ben Roethlisberger on the other. Yeah, well, you know, favorable to Ben Roethlisberger. I think at this stage, if you had to put money down, you'd say this is the more sure bet right now. But Carson Wentz has played in a way that has put himself in the conversation, obviously, amongst really good quarterbacks right now in the NFL, which is very exciting. Look, Roethlisberger's a big-time QB. He's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. He holds almost every record the Pittsburgh Steelers have. And, of course, they have a four-time Super Bowl champion in their history with Terry Bradshaw. So that's saying something. Roethlisberger's been to three Super Bowls. He's won two. He's been to numerous Pro Bowls. He's thrown for over 500 yards twice in his career. He's thrown for over 400 yards in a game eight times in his career. I mean, he's a tremendous player. And, Dave, you know, I think when you look stylistically, one of the things that's interesting about this matchup is Carson Wentz brings a lot to the table and some of it's reminiscent of, of Big Ben, who really is. I mean, Cam Newton's the most physically strong player in the NFL right now at that position. But Roethlisberger over the last decade has been kind of the standard bearer of that. And how many plays have we seen he shakes free yep. and he's able to throw the ball down the field and he's got a tremendous receiving core. Yeah, it certainly does. Let's talk about that yeah. now. Antonio Brown, who was held in check by the Bengals last week, uh, just four receptions. But prior to that, feasted on the Washington Redskins. He's fast. He's quick. He's sure-handed. He runs great routes, and the Eagles will have to pay some extra attention to Antonio Brown. The problem is that when you do that, you give Roethlisberger a chance to throw to Sammy Coates, yeah. a second-year player. They've got a weapon at tight end in Jones. I mean, the Steelers are just a very well-oiled machine in the passing game. And the Eagles coming on with Jordan Matthews, but still not at that level where Pittsburgh is. Not nearly. I mean, Pittsburgh's passing attack is beyond dynamic. You mentioned Sammy Coates. He had a, a good game last week with the most yards he's ever had in an NFL game, but but their passing attack obviously is rooted primarily in the Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown connection. The challenge for the Eagles, Dave, this weekend with the defensive backs is is huge against him, and as you mentioned, then the other guys get involved. Now, no Heath Miller anymore. Of course, he is not, no longer at the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they can beat you in a lot of ways, but Big Ben to Brown, the number one way. And we also thought, you know, kind of in this summer when we found out Le'Veon Bell wouldn't play in this game, hey, the Eagles are getting a break, but hasn't been the case because D'Angelo Williams, it looks like he's found the fountain of youth. He's running the ball with great vigor. He's very quick, very powerful. Has done a terrific job spearheading Pittsburgh's running game. And the Eagles have given up some plays inside against the run. They're going to have to be very sure with their assignments, with their tackling. And, Joe, this is all going to start up front for the Eagles, as it always does. They're going to have to dominate Pittsburgh at the line of scrimmage. 
in the run game and then get after Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. hopefully in some third and long situations. Well, and the Eagles have the front four, and I think in many ways the front seven to, to do that. You know, one of the things, and Dave and I talked about this a few weeks back, is you look at the Jim Johnson defense all those years ago and how longstanding the success was for the defense. But it was never really, not always, not often, let me put it this way, a, a defense that was dominant with regard to yards. The Eagles would give up yards to running backs, Dave, as you know. They'd give up, you know, they'd give up yards to uh, obviously tight ends at time, and that was a great frustration for many of us. But it was a situation where they protected the house, they protected the back end, and they were always strong, almost always strong, as far as points. And I think that's one thing we've seen so far. Even though, yes, teams have run the ball you know, a little bit here and there, the Eagles are obviously holding teams. Cleveland yeah. and Chicago. I get it. I know. This is a big test. No, I mean, this is a, this is a huge test. In this one, you kind of expect going in anyway, our final word here on the Steelers, that you might have to score a whole lot of points. And who has the ball last kind of game? Well, and special teams and all that stuff. But the Eagles have been, they really do appear to be a very well-coached football team. Obviously, at 2-0, most teams would appear that way. But the Eagles really seem, you take the defense, the, the, the players, looking at the film yesterday, NFL films, the players look like they're always in the right spot. I mean, obviously, Jalen Mills wasn't on the one play where he got beat deep. But, you know, generally speaking, they're tackling well, and they're, they're very gap-disciplined up front. It's just a very sound defense as far as being where they're supposed to be and playing good football. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's been really fun so far. Yeah, it's been fun so far. So that's our first look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be talking about them the rest of the week as well. Big one on Sunday for the Eagles against the Steelers. And it's a rivalry that has some background here. We go back to 2008 when we returned to Eagles 360, our old-school All-22 look at the Eagles' defense rising to the occasion to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Santander. Do you have what it takes to win big? Convert a field goal from the 20-yard line, and you could win $10,000 for you and $10,000 for the school of your choice. Learn more at PhiladelphiaEagles.com Santander. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly, the Broad Street Line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera here, Eagles 360. Time now to look back at one of the memorable games in this history of the Eagles and the Steelers, our old school All-22 Eagles, Steelers, Lincoln Financial Field, 
2008, the defense came to play. Hi everyone, I'm Merrill Reese and welcome to Old School All-22, a unique look at a special moment or game in Eagles history through the eyes of the coaches tape where you see all 22 players on the field. With me, of course, is Mike Quick and with the Eagles playing the Steelers, Mike, we focus in on the 2008 game where Big Ben caught the wrath of defensive coordinator Jim Johnson. Yeah, Jim Johnson had guys flying all around and Big Ben got hit way too many times and Brian Dawkins in particular was just a beast in that game. You know, he was able to blitz him off the edge a couple of times and when Ben was expecting pressure in the middle and it really gave him a lot of trouble. The offense played okay, but it was Jim Johnson's defense, Merrill, that day that allowed only six points. That was the difference in the football game. And one of those blitz packages was the threat of a double A-gap blitz right up the middle. Ben's expecting that, but they hit him with the right. They showed him the left and hit him with the right, with Dawkins coming off the edge. Let me show you an example. Remember it well. It's first and 10 in the second quarter, and the Eagles come out in a wide front with four down linemen with two linebackers sugaring the A-gap over the center. This look presents Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger with six potential rushers, and he must find a way to block those two linebackers in the middle. Pittsburgh decided to slide the center to the left to block Stuart Bradley, and to block Omar Gaither to the right, they have the running back set up in front of Big Ben. This leaves four offensive linemen to block four defensive linemen across the formation and a nice clean look for the offense. But as always the case with Jim Johnson's scheme, what you see before the snap is not always what you get after. Two of the possible three rushers from the left side, Trent Cole and Stuart Bradley, drop out into zone coverage, and Johnson sends safety Brian Dawkins off the corner from the right. Since the running back had just set up to take on the linebacker up the middle, no one's available to block b Dock coming off the edge, and he and Gaither combine for a sack on Roethlisberger. Now, fast forward to a few plays later, and you see a very similar look. Again, it's first and 10, and again, the Eagles have Bradley and Gaither up in the A-gap. This time, though, the Steelers are in an empty set with no backs in the backfield. Roethlisberger knows that he's probably outnumbered up front and that he'll need to get the ball out of his hands quickly to his hot route, wide receiver Heinz Ward. Roethlisberger takes the snap, and the Eagles run exactly the same blitz with Cole and Bradley dropping underneath and with Gaither and Dawkins coming free. Look at Big Ben. He wants to get the ball out of his hands right now, but he can't. Trent Cole has taken away the throw to Ward, and Gaither gets home for the sack. Jim Johnson and the Eagles defense swarmed the field that day at Lincoln Financial Field, forcing nine sacks of safety and three turnovers to a Steelers team that would go on to win the Super Bowl. So that is then, and this is now. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's coming up the rest of this week. We've got the coordinators coming your way on Thursday. But we're also going to hear from defensive backs coach Corey Unlin talking about a new-look group that's played well through two games. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. 
To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Psst, dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdraw, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write checking from Santander Bank. We're back for our final segment on Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. Let's take a look at what's ahead for you. Our Amorosos on the menu peak at Eagles 360 on Thursday. We've got Jim Schwartz and Frank Reich meeting the media. We've got Glenn Macnow's bold predictions. He'll come in here crowing jokes. He thinks he got some stuff right last week. And we've got defensive backs coach Corey Unlin in studio. Here's a sneak peek of what Unlin had to say about his group. It's a new-look defensive back group, particularly at the cornerback position. And they've held up well through two games. Uh, it's always a challenge. Any, I mean, every year is a challenge, obviously. Um, new scheme a little bit with Jim obviously coming in, but... Um, coach the same way we always coach, same way I always coach, and hopefully you can get through to them and get them on the same page with you know teaching and demanding. And um, it's been a pleasure this group. I like them a lot. Uh, they've done a good job. Uh, they all come to work professionals. They understand the game, which has obviously been a, a huge plus. Um, I think a lot of the stuff gets put into, especially in the position on how fast you move and your change direction. What's your forty time? Can you catch? This position's played with a lot of awareness. All right, so Joe, uh, it is all about Carson Wentz in this town. Uh, your thoughts on him through two games and the next step? Yeah, well, first off, it's not all about him. I mean, I know that's where the chatter is, but the defense is playing very well also right now. You know, all that stuff plays, plays in, in, into the conversation for sure. But the Carson Wentz thing is really, it's very exciting. I think it bodes so well for the future. Obviously, we all want to see him stay healthy because if he can stay healthy, this thing has a shot to real meaningful football for a long time. I'm talking a decade more, a decade and a half if he can stay healthy. So it's, it's truly exciting. It's a huge, huge shot of adrenaline for the 2016 season, which clearly now with the Eagles and the Giants both at 2-0, Washington at 0-2, Dallas at 1-1, certainly looks like the Eagles could be, should be, probably will be competitive in the NFC East. And, and you just hope the team keeps playing really good football, you know, across the board, Dave. I mean, again, the defense doing what they've done. It's just uh, – it's here. I mean, do, they, do the Eagles have to be perfect on Sunday to win? No, but they have to be – if Jordan Matthews drops a, a touchdown pass like that, that could be the difference between, yeah, you can overcome that and beat the Chicago Bears, but you lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Perfect to me is – you know, Villanova beating Georgetown going, you know, 79% from the field. Not that it's 100%, but you get my point. That's perfect. I don't think the Eagles have to be perfect, but they have to be really good. 
really good to beat Pittsburgh. And that's the final word. Joe DeCamera, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us on Eagles 360 today. We're back tomorrow. Glenn Macnell joining me in studio here at the Novacare Complex. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great Eagles day, everyone.